Hey, Greyhounds fans, thank you for listening to another episode of the Hounds Huddle Podcast on MoravianSports.com, the Greyhound Sports Network, or wherever you listen to your podcasts. I am LJ Smith, Assistant Director of Athletic Communications here at Moravian University, and on this episode, I had the privilege to sit down with the head coach of the Moravian softball program, John Byrne who just announced his retirement after 29 seasons at the helm of the Moravian softball squad. We talked about all things from his time as a student athlete here at Moravian, including the plethora of different opportunities he has had as a coach and a scout throughout his career at Moravian. And now let's meet our guest. His final interview here as the head coach of the Moravian University softball program, John Byrne. And thank you again for tuning in to the Hounds Huddle podcast, streaming live on the Greyhound Sports Network, moraviansports.com, or wherever you listen to your podcast. My guest for this episode is the head softball coach, John Byrne, who just concluded his 29th season at the helm of the squad. Coach, thank you for spending some time with me this, this episode. Thanks, LJ. Pleasure to be here. So we'll, before we get into the mo- to recap your your season here. We'll go all the way back to the beginning before you were a Greyhound here. You were a 1982 graduate uh, at Moravian College. And, but before then, what was your first real sport? You played baseball here. Was baseball the first sport, the only sport you played? Uh, through high school, uh, you know, in junior high, you dabbled in the offseason. It uh, wasn't as specialized back in those days, so you sort of changed with the season as uh, fall into winter into spring. But uh, baseball was my uh, true love and played the Little League and uh, Connie Mack and uh, American Legion ball in high school, junior high, uh, down in North Penn High School. And uh, uh, that was pretty much where I, I uh, spent most of my time uh, in the backyard with the wiffle ball games, the uh, running the bases games, uh, step ball, you name it, we played it, uh, dust to dawn. So. Uh, board games when it would be raining, so mm-hmm. uh, that's how you learned how to keep score and uh, learn the rules of the game and then watch the Phillies and then go to bed with a transistor radio next to your pillow uh, listening to the Phillies uh, through the 60s and 70s. So, uh, yeah, baseball's been uh, my background uh, and then was fortunate to come here and uh, play four years at the college level. So in high school, were you, what was the recruiting process like for you? Was that something you experienced? Were, did you look at any other schools? What, what really was that process like? process was a lot different then. Uh, you would get uh, you know, a couple letters that your high school coach would, would receive, and they would uh, hand them to you. And uh, pretty much everything else was on you to follow up or call and visit. Uh, you know, uh, it wasn't as elaborate with travel teams and uh, lessons and uh, recruiting services and all those things. So basically it was looking for the type of school that you wanted and then fit the athletics in. So I had looked at a lot of school. Both my parents went to Gettysburg College, so I was looking at smaller schools, uh, visited a handful of smaller schools. and. Uh, uh, Moravian, I came back for a second visit, uh, met with uh, Rocco Calvo in the athletic office, uh, and uh, pretty much made my decision that I was going to continue here at Moravian. I knew they had a, 
uh, long history and success in baseball. It was good academics, wasn't uh, too far away from home, uh, but it wasn't around the corner. So everything fit for me, um, but the recruiting process compared to, uh, you know, what we do now in terms of uh, contacts and phone calls and emails and social media and all that stuff, obviously that didn't exist. <laughs> yeah. So I, I wouldn't say I was highly uh, intensely recruited uh, back back then. Uh, you know, it was sort of like, here's what we have. If you, you end up here and want to try out for baseball, <laughs> you know, yeah. that, that's what we have. But that was pretty much the norm. Uh, I, the other school that I visited uh, and it came down to was F&M and uh, Moravian. F&M was one of the fir uh, only schools at that time that had a uh, fall baseball. And their uh, coach at that time, uh, I remember Don Wirt, who played third base for the 68 uh, Tigers World Series team. And I had his baseball card and I got to meet him during my interview. I thought that was the, like the greatest thing in the world. But yeah. Uh, uh, I didn't choose them. I came here to play for uh, Gus Garskar, who had a uh, legendary uh, professional baseball career as well and learned a lot from him. And then I was able to uh, morph that into helping out as an assistant and the rest sort of has, taken place. <laughs> has taken place. So what was your experience like as a student athlete here? Well, as I mentioned, the, the days were a lot different. We did not have uh, fall baseball. Uh, so you played intramurals, you, you uh, got ready for the season on your own. There were no strength coaches. There was hardly a weight room at, at that point. So you'd get to, to know some of the guys that were, you know, playing when you were a freshman and upperclassmen. You would try to rein in the freshmen and, you know, throw, hit on your own as best you could and then wait for Gus to drive up from Florida. And that's when you knew we were going to start practice. In, in Johnston Hall. We didn't have the arc. We didn't have, we had to wait for basketball to um, be done with their season so that we could drop the batting cage at the end of Johnston Hall. Uh, a lot of things different than, yeah. than today. So it wasn't as intense. It wasn't as time consuming. Um, we, we practiced pretty much the same two hours uh, schedules, games. We didn't play as many uh, games as they play now. Uh, but uh, the experience was uh, uh, as in intense as it could be for those days. And uh, like I said, I had a chance to play for a legendary Lehigh Valley uh, uh, collegiate baseball coach who coached here 43 years. And uh, uh, stories and uh, things that you learned and things that I carried over in my coaching career were invaluable. So you, you touch on your coaching career. You graduate from Moravian. You don't leave Moravian or did you what what happened at post well, I left graduated? I, I graduated and a buddy of mine from high school uh, two buddies of mine from high school we got in the car and drove down to Houston Texas because back in the 70s or 80s that was uh, where everybody was getting jobs so we didn't know any better so you pack a duffel bag and you know three three guys in a car head down to Houston one guy gets a job uh, down there as an accountant other guy uh, flies back home I take a bus back home um, because uh, I, I heard there was a job in the development office at Moravian. Well, I was a finalist for that, didn't get that, but the vice president, uh, Robert Snyder, at that point, he was a big baseball fan, came to all of our games, um, reached out, knew I had, had applied for the development job, and said, hey, there's a job in admissions 
I think you, you'd be good of it. Well, I didn't, I didn't even know where the admissions office was when I was in, <laughs> in school. I wasn't a tour guide. I wasn't anything, but I interviewed there and uh, uh, was hired at the end of July to recruit uh, Long Island, Connecticut, uh, parts of South Jersey, and uh, that was my first job uh, here at the college was an admissions uh, representative, and uh, uh, immediately I was able to, uh, you know, talk with... Uh, and my supervisor, John McCowan, at that time to see if I'd be able to volunteer, you know, with baseball. It wouldn't interfere with my real job, et cetera. And they, they, were, they were good with that. And I took vacation days to make games and things like that. And then after two years, I think I got a couple bucks to be a paid assistant. Mm. And I did, did that um, 10, 11 years uh, as an assistant baseball because then I morphed into... Uh, uh, the uh, role of uh, athletic recruiting coordinator. So I had one foot in admissions, one foot in athletics, basically visiting schools, talking to senior athletes. Um, okay. So it was a, a way to talk to more students in, in the high school. So basically created that. Uh, that's been a, a model for a lot of schools that still continue that position. Um, but that morphed my coaching uh uh, position into a more full-time or a part-time assistant baseball coach and uh, I ended up help, helping out with football then uh, in the same capacity which gave me a little bit more credibility when I was going out recruiting because I was a member of the coaching staff uh, and then I had the one-year stint as uh, head uh, volleyball coach uh, when Dawn Ketterman uh, you know took a leave of absence so I had that was my first head coaching job in 1988 and uh, as the volleyball coach. As the volleyball coach, yes. And, um, wow. I uh, had good assistants, let's just put it that way, and I had good <laughs> players, and we ended up uh, winning a lot of matches, and uh, it was a lot of fun. And uh, Coach Calvo uh, took me golfing, and it took him to the 17th hole to ask me uh, if uh, I could be the volleyball coach coach that year because he said it's either me or him and it would be like saying no to your grandfather if, <laughs> if I said no I know he didn't want to do that so I said coach I'm a baseball guy uh, but I'll I'll get them where they have to be I'll feed them I'll get them I'll get them in shape and uh, yeah. we had a lot of fun with that and we had we had a, a, a lot of talented players on that team and hence after that uh, year I um, he offered me the job full time and I said coach they need this is college volleyball they need somebody when they call a timeout that actually can you know, run a play or uh, yeah. something, but I appreciated, uh, you know, that, that time and it gave me some experience from the, uh, the level of uh, organization and uh, just being in charge of a program. So uh, that, that came and went with yeah. that. So you, you have that as your first experience as a head coach. You're an assistant coach for, for baseball and football. Right. I was coaching the kickers for Coach Dapp. Um, and then I got out a year, and I did. Uh, uh, I was fortunate to uh, get a uh, associate scouting position with the Cincinnati Reds with uh, Mr. Bo Trumbo, uh, who's still a dear friend of mine uh, to this day. Who was an old-time scout out of West Virginia. He, uh, I, I wrote to every Major League Baseball um, team. I have a stack still of all the letterhead of uh, thanks for. Well, we have nothing for you, but uh, I did get a call from a couple teams, uh, Dodgers, uh, Texas, and then Bo called me from Cincinnati that he was looking for uh, an associate uh, scout in the area up here in eastern Pennsylvania. 
Um, he had the Mid-Atlantic area, and uh, I, I remember our interview was over at uh, uh, in Allentown at the uh, uh, the park over there that uh, the Allentown Ambassadors yeah, Bicentennial, Bicentennial. and um, yeah we had a good talk there in fact during that conversation I, I knew that uh, my knowledge of baseball wasn't what I thought it was at that time that I had a lot to learn and he was just a, a great mentor and helped me out tremendously in how I ended up recruiting uh, and how to watch and evaluate talent and uh, all, all the intangibles, they, they go along with that. So I worked with Bo for um, probably nine, nine years as an uh, associate, so it wasn't a full-time position. Obviously, I was still at the college here, um, and we did uh, draft the number one draft pick that I recommended, uh, which was kind of neat. Uh, uh, Johnny Oliver out of the Wilkes-Barre area was the uh, first overall pick for the, for the Reds. Um, wow. and, and that was kind of special. In the scouting world, if, if you get a number one pick that you've recommended and everything, it's sort of, you're, you're a made man in, in that, <laughs> yeah. that area. But I That's... had recommended that, and Bo pushed him. And, you know, we did, our, we did a lot of groundwork, and I was, uh, you, you know, able to give information on the background of Wilkesboro Scranton, you know, mm -hmm. where he ate, what he, you know, family, you know, values, all that kind of stuff. So... Uh, that was kind of neat uh, with that, and um, a great experience that helped me in my recruiting when I became the head softball coach, no doubt. That's incredible to have that on your resume and have that experience working with Major League Baseball and learning from someone like Bo to take that into the, the collegiate level. Did it change your perspective? Absolutely. I mean, it, uh, it, it, it opened up a whole another venue of the recruiting which I was able to take and I think you know uh, used to my advantage when when not just just watching talent but but how to evaluate uh, uh, the person themselves mm -hmm. because good people make good players and you want to make sure that you're vetting everybody that you're not getting a lot of baggage not that it's a hundred percent you know true but it certainly helps you uh, you know, you get there early, you, you watch them come off the bus, you watch how they interact with their teammates, you watch how they, um, they, they uh, act after adversity, um, having the eye test and talking to them and, and, and just getting to know their families and things like that um, just was, as I said, invaluable in, in terms of the process. I mean, the easy part is to go out and evaluate if somebody can run, hit, throw. Uh, yeah. Mm -hmm. we, we all can do that, but the, the ability to pass up on somebody that might be a potential problem um, down the road is, is, is a tough decision, and you don't get enamored with just uh, pure talent. You have to look at the whole package, and I think that's what I learned uh, coming out of that. So you, you, you were still working with uh, Bo when you were hired as the head softball coach? When did that Well, I, I did that. Uh, I wasn't a paid. I, I got paid if I recommended somebody who got mm -hmm. uh, signed. So it was, it was sort of eyes and ears. Obviously, when I was coached, the one year that I didn't coach, uh, I was able to go out and, you know, be the bird dog sitting there with the stopwatch and all that, go to the Legion All-Star Games. I, I, mm -hmm. I, did, I did that. Uh, but then I missed being on the other side of the fence um, and came back, uh, coached another year to a baseball, and then in 1994, um, 
the softball position opened up here. They uh, split up uh, positions. Used to be you coached two sports, so uh, Mary Beth Spurk had basketball, softball. Um, she had the basketball was, was a full-time job in its own. Softball, they were running. Uh, seasons were crossing. Mm -hmm. it, it just, times were changing in athletics with that. So right place at the right time. Uh, and uh, I was was in the position to become the uh, new softball coach in 1994. And uh, Coach Makovic was the athletic director at that point. And uh, Dr. Martha Reed, she was the acting president. I know we sat down in her office and uh, they, we had the conversation about becoming the softball coach. I said because I was looking for a head baseball job at that point. I had interviewed at some high schools. I had, uh, you know, was looking at the, the, it was time for me to move on um, and become a head coach. And uh, fortunately, uh, they, they saw uh, that I fit the opportunity to become the coach here. And um, I said, I'm going to put all my heart and soul and energy into this. Not, I'm not just buying my time until a baseball job or a better job comes, comes up. We're going to build this program. We're going to, we're going to make it a national um, uh, contender. Uh, we're going to try to win a national championship, which we came close to on a few uh, times there. Um, but uh, I, I told them I'm not going to just be a care uh, caretaker of the program. We're going to you know, go after it with, with everything we had, and I hope uh, the body of work has, has demonstrated what, what we started out to do in 1994. But, yeah, the, the scouting had to, had to uh, uh, drift off because, obviously, when you become the head coach, you don't have time. I, I, I still would you know, keep my ears and eyes open if there was somebody. But, um, you know, the, my connection to the baseball world after 29 years in the softball world is sort of, yeah. I, I, I made that transition eventually. I was a baseball guy that came into the softball world uh, and had to learn a few things. The game's a little bit different, a lot of similarities, but in all in all, uh, it, it took a, a year or two to, you know, make that transition. But, uh Funny how things work out, and I'm I'm glad I made that uh, transition over to the, the softball world, and I, I wouldn't have traded anything for it. We're going to take a quick break to hear a word from our sponsors, and then we'll get into the excellent career you had, 29 years here with Moravian College, you know, Moravian University softball program. So we'll take a quick break and rejoin uh, head softball coach John Byrne right after this. What can you do with business phone from Penteladata? Make a conference call from the coffee shop. Or connect from the back nine. With unlimited phone services, 24-hour support, and mobile synergy, our cloud-based technology makes it easy to do business from anywhere. And we do mean anywhere. No more being stuck in the office. Which is great for everyone, I think. Add cloud-based business phone service from Penteladata. Historic Hotel Bethlehem is perfect for any stay. The finely appointed rooms and suites are complemented by excellent dining choices featuring Chef Michael Adams, the tap room for drinks and casual fare, or an upscale dining experience with a view at 1741 on the terrace. For business meetings, visit our Executive Conference Center, stop by our women's boutique for a selection of fashion and jewelry, or grab a cone at our Hotel B ice cream parlor. Historic Hotel Bethlehem is where our history will make the memory of your stay last a lifetime. 
Are you looking to get your hands on Moravian University Greyhounds gear? Head over to moraviansports.com and click the link sideline store under the tab fan zone to find our Moravian apparel store. Each month, there is a promotion that offers a discount to all things Greyhounds from hats, hoodies, shirts, and more. Head to the Moravian Athletic Sideline Store today, powered by BSN Sports. And welcome back to the episode of the Hounds Huddle Podcast. Alongside me, head softball coach John Byrne. Let's talk about your 29-year career here at Moravian College, now Moravian University. And you said it started... And it took maybe a year or so for you to kind of transition from the baseball world to softball. Talk a little bit about how that transition transpired for you. Yeah, a couple things. Obviously, when you become go from an assistant coach to a head coach, there's a learning curve there. Um, assistant coach role is a lot different than head coach role. Mm. Uh, when you're a young head coach, uh, you're going to be tested. You're going to be... Uh, it, it tried and tributed. Uh, you go you go through that a little bit. You have to learn that you're in charge of, uh, you know, the recruiting aspect, the fundraising aspect, uh, travel, meals, and then the fun part, you know, teaching the game of softball, which in itself had some differences than, than baseball. Mm-hmm. It's a quicker game, shorter field, uh, moves faster. Pitching obviously is different. Um, so you just can't come in with a total baseball mentality and say we're going to keep playing baseball. Yeah. Uh, so all of those changes, um, yeah, we had a pretty successful first year. Uh, then I had my first recruiting class that came in, which was a large class, uh, most, mostly of very talented Lehigh Valley players, uh, sort of stamped that, hey, we're going to recruit inside out. We're going to look at the homegrown talent, which – Lehigh Valley is one of the most uh, uh, fertile areas for softball talent in the state, so that was very lucky. And then right down the road toward Philadelphia District 1 is uh, notorious uh, softball power, so mm-hmm. your location uh, is is very good for that. So we work inside out over into New Jersey, uh, out toward uh, the central part of the state, down to Delaware, um, into the uh, closer regions of, of New York is basically where we've... Uh, you know, settled in to uh, look for the best local talent that we can get in here within about a two two hour radius. So that that was the first um, strategic move, I guess, was yeah. to like where are we going to go to get uh, the players, and then realize that you know we're going to build on that. We're going to recruit people that probably could play at a higher level, but we're going to sell Moravian. We're going to sell the program um, and build that tradition that is going to entice uh, players that have other options, but hey, I can get a great education, I can play at a national level in softball and um, have fun while, while I do it and, and have balance. Mm-hmm. Uh, because at the bigger schools, your time is, is more uh, related to the sport and you may not have a social life, you may not have the opportunity to get involved in clubs, organizations that tie directly with your your major. So we sold the balance. We sold uh, the uh, opportunity to play in, in a competitive program that's going to compete for championships, and uh, we're going to uh, complement that with an outstanding education. So that was the philosophy to mm-hmm. come in and, and try to get players that had bigger opportunities that could play at a higher level. And if we could get, you know, two players a year that 
could do that. That would put eight players in the program that could play at a higher level. That's pretty much your lineup. And mm -hmm. uh, if you have better players, you're going to win more games. So that's really the, the philosophy that, that, that came in um, when we started this and tried to com continue that through the, the, the last 20-some years. So you take over the program, you start building recruiting classes and getting the type and quality players that you want to bring into the program. What was that first four or five years like for you at the helm of, of, of the Greyhound squad? Well, it was fun. It was exciting. It was a lot of time, a lot of effort, a lot of work, uh, a lot of hours out on the road recruiting in the summer uh, tournaments and, uh, you know, just uh, putting the pieces of the puzzle together. And uh, we were able to uh, get our first NCA bid, um, I believe it was uh, three or four years after you know, we, we started, uh, that was a big thing, uh, start winning some, some league titles, some conference titles as the conferences changed and their playoff forms changed. Um, but our recruiting, I know when, when I recruited Zahn Azalina, who's in the Hall of Fame here, was uh, the first all-state player from New Jersey um, that we were able to recruit. And I know it came down to uh, us in Fordham. Okay. Uh, Back then, it had a very good uh, program, lower Division One program, and Zahn decided to come here. And that sort of put us over the hump in terms of credibility and able to land that, that type of player um, outside. We had, we had gotten some pretty good uh, Lehigh Valley talent, Amy mm -hmm. Kroll, Bonnie Dietrich, etc., um, that were very good local, and this sort of established ourselves out. And uh, Zahn came in here and, and lived up to her her ability. Came out of a great high school program, IHA Academy, up in New, New Jersey. Who's won a ton of state titles and has put a lot of people into uh, Division One, Division Two programs. So that opened up a, 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 a sort of a feeder system. We got a couple more IHA kids. Mm. Um, we, we were a player now uh, outside of the Lehigh Valley for some New Jersey talent. So I've, I remember that as being, wow, I think we're on the right track here. And um, as we went into the uh, 2000s, we had a good run there. I think 12 conference championships in a row, three appearances and three uh, regional championships and three uh, trips to the uh, Division III uh, championship, uh, uh, Division Three World Series there. And 2004 was probably the best team uh, that I had the opportunity to coach when we went and played uh, St. Thomas um, for the uh, national championship uh, and lost 2 nothing. But uh, you know, we, we had realized what we had started out to within about 10 years. We had mm -hmm. gotten to that pinnacle. Um, Obviously, we would have liked to have won that game, but those uh, tears of sorrow turned into tears of joy as we hoisted up that silver uh, trophy because we were the only two teams playing mm -hmm. at that point in division. And, and the smiles sort of came that, you know, we were, we were an underdog from a small school. We were 12, 1,400 students, um, small school in Pennsylvania playing a school that had 15 thousand in, in uh, Minnesota that uh, had kids that were 6'2", 6'1", all over. And my, my tallest, Janelle Bry, was 5'10", soaking wet. 
Um, my my all American pitcher Megan Hennessy was five foot two, mm-hmm. uh, but had the heart of a lion. Uh, Heather Bortz was in uh, uh, Sports Illustrated for having a forty four game hit streak that still stands today as the longest in all divisions of of uh, uh, the NCA. Um, we we had just personalities on that team. We had swagger. We had we had heart. And uh, we refused to lose, and that was just a fun team to mm-hmm. to uh, coach. And they set the the uh, the standard for uh, a lot of the teams that followed. We were, we went back in 2007 to the World Series in 2010, and I've uh, had some really good teams, uh, you know, moving forward in the last uh, you know couple decades. So, but that 2004 team, people ask, what was your your, uh, your your best team or the team that you enjoyed. Uh, I enjoyed coaching all the teams, but uh, that that team, just the the, uh, the bonding of that team to this day, they are still uh, tight. If you know, we've had some people's parents that have passed away. Melissa Soroka's, you know, mom passes away, and right right then I'm back in the spotlight. Everybody's calling. I'm in charge again of that team. Yeah. You know, and and uh, you know, we we've gone through. Um, good times, bad times, not just on the field, but off the field. It, it's probably one of the closest groups. So you always have those special teams that uh, resonate, and, and uh, I, I'd be remiss if I didn't mention that, uh, that group as, uh, you know, one of the most, uh, you know, successful uh, groups of people that I've been around. So what, can, just elaborate a little bit on what that journey was like going through each stage of the tournament because that's not something everyone gets to experience in their collegiate career and the fact that you've been able to go to the Division Three championships three separate occasions. What was that journey like? Obviously it's a very close-knit group but reflecting back on that, what, yeah. what was that? Yeah, I think it all started the year before we were at Ramapo and we were playing Salisbury and we were, we, we had the, the regional championship in sight and we lost in the last inning, and it was heartbreaking. Mm. Um, I think as soon as that game was over, the mindset of what was going to happen the next year, there was a reason that that happened, that they were possessed, for no better word, to work as hard as any team to make sure that that feeling did not come across again. Um, The good thing was we had everybody back from that team that got we were close. Mm-hmm. Um, and so we had everybody back. We brought in a few more freshmen because we had to piece together some uh, some uh, areas that needed a little bit more depth or strength. Um, we went through the regular season. Uh, I think we had a 29-game win streak in that, that time period. Um, we went to the regionals, back to Ramapo again. Uh, had to play Ramapo this time on their home field. Uh, And uh, I can't describe the feeling of when we won that game. I mean, I just remember parents coming out, cigars being, I think we broke 100 NCAA uh, (laughs) rules, uh, but but who cares? Uh, We had had made it, and, and back then there was no super regional. So it was six teams that come to a region. You have to battle your way through that regional uh, not a weekend, but you start on Thursday, ends yeah. on on Monday possibly, and um, you know we beat them on their their uh, home field up there. They were the host, and 
it really was like we're going to Salem, Virginia to, to be one of the final eight teams. And then once you get down there, uh, when they have the banquets, they have the picnics, they have, uh, you know, your community service day down there. It's just you soak it all in and it's like, wow, this, is, this doesn't happen to everybody. There's a lot of people that play uh, collegiate sports and never get to experience that type of uh, uh, championship um, experience that goes along with not just playing the games but all the other things that they do. Uh, for you, uh, the giveaways, you know, the swag, the, the mm -hmm. stuff, and the kids were just, uh, yeah, but but they weren't overly uh, taken by it. They were there to win. With that group, it was all focused in that uh, we, we, we can beat anybody. We don't really care. Um, and we, we went, we came back against Chapman in the first game. We were down 5-1, I think. We came back, Lauren Holmes' home run sticks in my mind, will be forever. Um, and, then, and then we beat uh, Salisbury, uh, and then St. Thomas beat us, put us in the, the loser. Then we came back, and, and we were the only two standing, uh, and uh, ended up losing to John Tashita, who's probably the best Division Three coach there's ever been and could coach at any level. I have tremendous respect for him and, and his teams. Uh, but, um, yeah, we lost 2 nothing and uh, came to an end 40-6 uh, and six that year. Uh, but uh, as I said, those tears didn't last too long because they realized what they had done and represented themselves, the team, the school, um, in, in, in a way that uh, I, I could never ask uh, you know any team to do. So uh, it was it was fun. It was a fun year. Yeah. I mean, we just uh, you knew we we got one or two runs, game over. Um, you know, we had a great lineup. Uh, and everybody knew the part. We had people that were pinch runners that uh, excelled at that, that embraced that. They pushed each other. We, I could push them hard. They'd push right back. Um, it just was a perfect storm of, of everything. A great group of parents that uh, still friends with today. With that, a lot, a lot of those times have changed, <laughs> you mm -hmm. know. But they would meet us at the hotels, and you know they'd be there first, and uh, you know everybody got everybody got along, and everybody understood what the roles were, and and um, the mission was was crystal clear, and uh, it, it was a great year. Uh, mm -hmm. you know, if you could compartmentalize that, uh, a lot of coaches coach and never experienced something like that. So I'm very, very thankful that I had the opportunity to. To coach those 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 folks, and uh, they remain some of the best friends I have today. So you make appearances in 04, 2007, and, and 2010 as well. Very special teams being able to to replicate that feeling, not just once or twice, but three times for yourself, giving your staff, those student athletes, and experiences yeah, something e unmatched. Yeah, each one of those trips was special. Uh, you know, two of them to Salem, Virginia; one to Eau uh, Claire, uh, Wisconsin. Uh, and uh, all were uh, were very enjoyable, uh, and like I said, the experience—not just uh, you know if you win a game or or two or whatever. Obviously, once you're playing, you want you want to compete and win. But you're playing against the best of the best, and there was eight teams that are that are left. Nobody's a loser in that group, that's for mm -hmm. sure. Mm -hmm. um, but all those teams were special, and we had great people. We had a couple of people that played on. They got a chance to go to two. World Series. Uh, if you were on the '04 team as a as a freshman, you got to go in '07. Mm 
-hmm. and uh, same thing in, in seven to 10. Yep. So to go three times, and we've come close a couple of the other times. I, you know, I, I look back uh, just a few years ago when I, we had Josie Novak, Amanda Carasone, we were up, uh, uh, boy, one of the worst days of coaching when we were up one, uh, one game to nothing against DePaul in the Super Regional, and we were up eight nothing in both games and couldn't come away with a win. Any of that. So the game, the game keeps you humble. Mm. Uh, but uh, that was a team that I thought deserved to go, but we didn't get it done. And uh, you know, the game, game uh, <laughs> keeps your feet on the ground. That's for sure. But uh, that was a tough day mm -hmm. in, in coaching uh, with that. But we had Jen Delicus uh, uh, on that team. We, we had uh, Dior George. We, we we had a very talented group that. That year too, um, but we've always had had those special people. We have a no number of Hall of Fame uh, people uh, that I'm very proud of. Uh, a number of upcoming Hall of Fame people uh, that hopefully in, in the in the future will will get that honor as well. So uh, I've had the opportunity to coach a lot of uh, outstanding uh, young ladies and uh, uh, as good of players as they they were, they're better people. So that, that's that's the most gratifying. When you look back on all the years, that uh, what are they doing now? What are they? What did they learn? Was it a small part that helped them become a better mother, a better teacher, a better business person? Um, yeah, do they draw on those experiences? There was, it, it was part of the college experience of mm -hmm. learning and teaching, and uh, athletics is very, very important to that. Uh, you know, and I, I think sometimes that's overlooked in just raw wins and losses, and it's not that important as part of your, your educational experience. And I, I would argue uh, that with anybody. Um, and, and I think the players would, would uh, put a strong case together for that too, that there are a lot of life lessons, a lot of things you learn on the athletic field you won't find in a textbook uh, right. here. Uh, so uh, we're, we're trying to help people become better people and uh, prepare for a, a good life after their their academic and athletic experience. So we, we move forward to this past season. Um, we start the year off with a trip to Florida. And I say we because I yeah, was, you were I with was, it. Was, yeah, you, you were the you were the you were the reason that we went to ten and zero. <laughs> yeah, it never that's... happened before. We never took you. So yeah, first time uh, you go to Florida, you come back with a clean slate of a uh, record of ten and zero, and something very special happened on that trip in Game Six with a victory over the Milwaukee School of Engineering. You earned your 900th career victory with a 2-1 to -one victory over the then-ranked 11th team in the nation. Yeah, that was uh, a, a great uh, feeling uh, that we beat the 11th-ranked uh, <laughs> team in the, in, in the country. Uh, it just happened to be there was a, a number, you know, 900. It's a, it, it's a number. Um, you know, we've had 800, we've had 700, we've had 500, etc. Um, that, that, that means, I guess, you've been around a long time. But uh, the, the reason that those numbers happen mm -hmm. is because of the people you have on your coaching staff, the people that you have on your roster. Um, you don't accomplish those. I don't say, I say we accomplish those numbers because I did not, get a hit in any of those games. I did not field a ball. I did not strike out anybody in any of those games. Um, we assembled a group of people over the years that won more than they lost, and that's always a good thing. Um, is it 
something to look back, and now I get a chance to sort of look back on and maybe enjoy a couple of those 900 wins and really yeah. dig down and and uh, say, wow, that was a great game. Mm-hmm. Um, you talk about this year down in Florida. I think we played our best softball down in, in Florida this year. Maybe it was the 80-degree weather <laughs> yeah, or yeah. the, you know, we were just um, – you know, rolling one game after another against some very good competition down there. Our young players just didn't know they were young players. They were playing softball and uh, having fun doing it and competing. And and that was a great way to start off. Obviously, you want to come down, come back from Florida with a winning record. Um, But that was our first time going undefeated. So you, you thought maybe, you know, hey, this year could be, Pretty darn good, and uh, ended up 29 and five, and going back to uh, another conference uh, uh, championship uh, round. Um, and the kids were a tight knit group. This was one of the, like I said about that 04 team. This was a very enjoyable team. Mm-hmm. Uh, we had 16 players that all stayed healthy pretty much throughout the year, and. Uh, Got along as good as any team that I've had, and it was an, it was enjoyable to come to practice and get to know them and watch that team bond together and gel, um, and the friendships that were made out of that. Uh, we had a couple of players that came back for their uh, fifth year. Mm-hmm. Uh, Brooke Ware, uh, Madison Bieber came back as well, and uh, you know it was great to have those guys for five years. Uh, yeah, they were they were special and. Uh, they, they helped with that whole bonding process. Coming out a couple COVID years and things like that, um, I think it, it set, set the clock right again mm-hmm. and uh, uh, put the, the program back uh, on the normal track that we've, we've had before all this COVID and things like that. So uh, in a good place moving forward, uh, good group coming in for next year um, with a good uh, group of veteran players. So... Um, I think the year was a success. Uh, you know, we would have liked to have hung another conference championship, but uh, wasn't in the in the cards this year. But it's better to have competed than not have competed at all in that that round. And uh, you learn from that, and you come back, and you come back even stronger, a little bit uh, hungrier than maybe the year before. So uh, I think uh, everything's going to be in good shape. And this year was a little different as well. You, you finish up. In Florida, early March, you you head down to Florida late February, which is a little different, a little unorthodox. But we, we go down. We have great weather, <laughs> which was fortunate enough. We did get 10 games, and a lot of schools didn't yeah. the, the following week or two. Uh, but then we didn't play another game until the end of March, not even a home game until April 2nd. Yeah, I think that took some of our momentum away uh, when you're sitting around and watching it rain, snow, wind, cold, whatever it was, mm-hmm. we seemed to get it, and it always happened on a Tuesday or Thursday <laughs> or a Saturday when we're scheduled to play. So it was almost like we had to reboot, start up the season again, yep. um, and uh, we, we lost some of that uh, momentum that we had out of Florida. Uh, not that we played bad, but... Uh, it, it just was, uh, you know, tough sitting, playing, sitting, playing, mm-hmm. and uh, the final uh, final week of the season, the weather turns, and you, yep. and then you still have rain yes. you know, right through the conference playoff yep. where we had to shorten that so it was a single elimination mm-hmm. uh, tournament. So weather, some years it, it can be your friend, other years it can be your foe, <laughs> and, um, hey, it's... Uh, 
spring sports in the Northeast. So it, you exactly. got you got to take that uh, for what it is and try to make the best of it. But uh, yeah, I, I, I like that uh, eighty degree uh, Florida weather. Yeah, I'll uh, take I'll that. take that all year round. <coughs> that was coach. that was a good uh, that was a good time down there. Thanks for coming down. <laughs> of course, I'm, I was it was a privilege to be a part of that and and the nine hundredth win as well. We we move through the season. We head to the conference championship, and the as you just alluded to, a single elimination tournament instead of double elimination over a couple of days. It also gets switched from Susquehanna to Scranton, so that's just a whole other mindset as well. You're going from a traditional field to turf. Uh, you come out on top over the host Scranton in the semifinals, and then a very back and forth game with, with Susquehanna just on, on the doorstep there. Yeah, it was uh, a, 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 days of high, a day of high and lows. Um, nice to beat and eliminate Scranton on their home field and then come right back uh, to play a um, hot Susquehanna team. I mean, they, mm -hmm. they got their, their, their pitching was outstanding throughout the year. We were fortunate we beat them during the regular season, split with them, and knew that we had to get out in front and hold a lead and, uh, you know, give them credit. They battled back and uh, shut us down. We had opportunities. It was, uh, you know, a, a day that could have gone either way, but uh, they, uh, they prevailed that day, and uh, uh, you know, we, we have to learn from that and uh, play consistent all the way through. Uh, a day of softball, which uh, usually is the is the case when you get into the tournament. But hey, a lot of a lot of conferences didn't even play because of the weather. They they uh, you know declared champions without playing on the field. Hey, we had our shot, and uh, at least we played. Uh, wasn't the the uh, double elimination like we had hoped? Uh, wasn't on grass like we had hoped? Mm -hmm. But. Uh, uh, it, at least we, we can say we had the opportunity and uh, we were in it to the end. And, uh, you know, it was, a, it was a great season overall when you look at it from the bigger picture. Um, a lot of individual accolades to uh, some of our, our uh, players, which is always nice in the postseason. Um, and uh, a, a good overall record and another postseason. So you take the positives and you move on uh, to the future with that. A lot of accolades. You mentioned uh, four named to Landmark Conference uh, uh, Team of the Year with Maddie Cunningham being named Rookie of the Year as well. Uh, so a lot, of, a lot of potential with this freshman class, as you alluded to, them playing like they weren't first-year student-athletes down in Florida and seeing that transition throughout the season. Um, you had a lot of freshmen on the field to start with a solid mix of upperclassmen and it seemed to work, um, but as you mentioned, future looking bright with the youth of the program moving forward. Yeah, in particular, uh, a couple freshmen, Maddie Cunningham, outstanding year, rookie of the year, uh, a finalist for the rookie national rookie of the year player, uh, both uh, in the circle and at bat. Uh, tremendous upside for her. Uh, work ethic is is great. She's going to continue to work. Uh, and get better. She has a, a tremendous uh, future ahead of her. Uh, Holly Walter played a great third base for us as a freshman uh, local uh, player out of Southern Lehigh, as Maddie's from Whitehall. Um, stepped in in a tough situation down in Florida. We're going to throw you out there. You're going to play. And uh, man, defensively made some great plays for us, came up with some timely hitting, um, worked on some of uh, things that she had to work on to get better. Uh, and uh, another tremendous uh, upside on, on that player. 
Uh, Lindsey Gores was our leading hitter throughout the year. Freshman, um, you know, Whitehall uh, High School, another local player, uh, ended up being a, a first-team all-region player for us. Uh, and uh, tremendous uh, uh, offensive numbers this year. Uh, she's going to have a bright future. Uh, combine that with the other freshmen uh, that, that we had and uh, some young upperclassmen, mm -hmm. uh, this group's going to play together for a long time. And like I said, we're excited about uh, some of the other uh, folks coming in that can duplicate, hopefully can duplicate, mm -hmm. what this freshman class did uh, this year. And, and we have high hopes for, for those folks as, as well. But you have good leadership uh, com coming back with uh, Emily Silberman, another uh, out of Salisbury High School, another local, uh, Jayla Elmore. Uh, they're all, I can't believe they're going to be juniors already, but, uh, you know, some, some good uh, folks there pitching. Uh, you know, we, we have that uh, coming back intact, and we have some, some good arms coming in in the freshman class. Um, obviously, we have to replace uh, Brookie Ware behind the plate, but mm -hmm. uh, Marcy Silberman uh, yeah. coming in, Emily's sister, uh, you know, we look for her to uh, step right in there and, uh, you know, do a good job there. So, uh, yeah, already, uh, you know, uh, players are excited about uh, what's, what's coming up, and uh, they'll work hard in the weight room and in the fall, and um, they they got a taste of the uh, playoffs last year. Didn't come up with the championship, so hopefully that's a driving force, um, you know, to be the uh, the hunter instead of the hunted this year. Uh, so uh, I think that'll motivate that group. So a little over a week ago now, I believe, you announced you're going to step down as the head softball coach and retire from softball. 29 amazing seasons, a lot of work, a lot of effort goes into this, a lot of credit to the student-athletes and your coaching staff. Reflecting back, what, what has this meant to you being able to lead a program, a very successful program throughout your career? Well, I, I think when you look back, I, first of all, I, I had the opportunity to uh, spend my entire working years at my alma mater. Um, that doesn't happen too often. Uh, I've only worn the uh, you know two colors in my wardrobe for all these years. I haven't. Uh, I've had opportunities to to move on. Uh, I've turned them down. Uh, I've been able to you know coach young ladies, as I mentioned before, that have turned into hopefully better players when they left and better people when they left. Uh, that's the most gratifying um, thing that you can that you can say. Um, I've had opportunities to travel. I've had opportunities to meet some of the finest coaches in the country, um, not only at the Division three level but uh, at the higher levels uh, as well. And they've always treated uh, me with respect, and hopefully, I've been able to uh, reciprocate that. I've had the opportunity to coach at the professional level um, with the Philadelphia Force when they were here. I have had uh, lasting relationships with those players. A lot of those are uh, players are coaching at the Division One level that have reached out in the last week. It's been uh, just an overwhelming week, by the way, uh, with uh, trying to keep up and answering, uh, you know, calls, uh, even letters, old-fashioned letters. Uh, 
you know, emails, texts, and whatever other social media there is out there. I don't know too much about that, but um, yeah, so I've had some experiences that this job opened up opportunities, uh, whether it was, you know, coaching professionally for that one season, uh, travel, as I mentioned, um, working, you know, in, in, in some hand with, with uh, Major League Baseball as, a, as an unpaid, you know, recommending scout. Um, but it comes down to the people that you've met. As I mentioned, I think, when, when I made the decision, um, it's great to have numbers, but uh, wins, championships, but those numbers pale in comparison to the number of quality people that I've been able to meet and work with over the years. And those are the things that I will take with me um, more so than anything else is the, uh, the, 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 the tears of, of sorrow, the tears of joy, and those memories. You, you, you can't erase memories. You can't uh, take those away from you. And we've had a lot of good memories here with a lot of good people. Um, and, and that's going to be tough to walk away from. Um, I enjoy the camaraderie with the players. I enjoy uh, going to practice. I, I enjoyed the, uh, the thrill of competition and competing against some, some of the best coaches that, that are out there. Um, and having some success in those arenas, whether it's winning the leadoff classic, I forgot to mention that, that 04 team when we won that leadoff classic in, in 04, uh, beating East Texas Baptist, I knew we had something special then. But to just to be, be invited to a number of those leadoff classics, to play in a number of conference championship games that we played, to have gone to NCAA regionals, to have gone to uh, NCAA college finals World Series, um, I get a chance now to look back and reflect on that. And when you're in the moment, you're caught up in the moment, you're on to the next recruiting class, you're on to the next season. You don't really have time to say, wow, that was pretty cool. Mm -hmm. And I'm looking forward to sort of slowing down and re retracting and being able to, wow, that 2017, wow, or that 2010 team or the team this past season. Boy, that was a lot of fun. And just sort of be able to slowly enjoy those memories mm -hmm. um, and not have to worry about the next, <laughs> next round of games and who, who we got to beat and who we got to compete. Um, and, and it was time. It was, uh, it, it, was, it was a good time for me to step away. I'm still fairly young. I have... Uh, have my health, and I, I want to uh, do some other things. I mean, your first 20 years of your life, you're young, young and dumb and do everything you want and you mm -hmm. go to school and not really worried about that. Then you work for 40 years, and now I have another 20 years to enjoy life again. Mm -hmm. So 20-40-20 uh, rule. You know, remember that, LJ. 20-40-20, okay? perfect. All right, so then you get to 80, and then... Everything else is, is gravy from that time. But, Sounds good. Um, yeah, it was not an easy decision, but I think it's the right time. I have no regrets. Mm -hmm. um, 
with that, I feel good with that. The program is in great hands with uh, uh, Josh Baltz, who's been my longtime assistant, very similar to my path here. We both played baseball here, both graduated from here. Uh, he's taken over at the same age I took over. We have the same initials. Yeah, um, you know, so uh, he's, he's lined up for, uh, he's going to do well. Mm -hmm. And uh, players are excited about that. Uh, re re recruits are, 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 are good with that. So leaving the program in a good place. Um, and uh, just, you know, you, you got you to gotta know when, when you're starting to, you know, lose the, uh, the edge a little bit. Mm -hmm. It's not fair to the players if you can't devote everything. And, and like I said, I, I gave it everything I had for as long as I could. And uh, once the, the, the gas pedal comes up a little bit, you've got to be honest with yourself and, and say, you know what, I'm not going to just be that guy just hanging around, hang on, hang on, hang on. Yeah. Um, and I thought that was the right decision. I, I want to see my two daughters, Rachel and Jamie, compete. Uh, they're both college athletes. Rachel runs track here, so I'm looking forward to actually watching a track meet yeah. every once in a while. Um, Jamie is... Uh, completing her second year uh, down at Westchester, uh, playing volleyball, starting setter down there. And uh, now I don't have to move our practice schedules to accommodate the volleyball schedule at West. That's not fair to the kids here. Yeah. Um, so I found myself doing some of those things, um, and I can't, uh, I, I can't do that to the program. Now, um, will I miss, you know, the fall when that comes around, the spring? <clears throat> yeah. Um, you, you wouldn't be human if, if you didn't, yep. or it didn't mean anything to yeah. you if you didn't with that. So we'll see how that goes. That'll be interesting. <laughs> um, but uh, Josh told me not to throw away my uh, fungo bat, so I'm not, not sure. Not just yet. Yeah. Not, not sure what that, that means, uh, you know, but uh, we'll see. Uh, uh, I'm looking forward to the next chapter here and uh, moving on. And, and, and I think, it, uh, like I said, the, the time is right from a lot of perspectives, both on and off the field, professionally uh, and, and, and personally. Um, I, I, I'm, I'm good with the decision and uh, uh, everything the last week or so, the outpouring of, of, of people, it's been overwhelming and it's sort of hit home that uh, maybe, we, maybe we did make a, an impact somewhere along the line. And, and that's been um, very humbling. Uh, to, to hear from not only my own players, but players on other teams that have, have reached out. And uh, the amount of coaches and, and, and non-softball people, uh, uh, former professors here, um, yeah, crazy people that you haven't heard from in, in, in uh, a long time that uh, were paying attention, mm -hmm. that, that weren't necessarily athletic sports-minded people yep. that, that, uh, that appreciated what, what, we've, what we've done here. So um, I, I think it's, it's been, a, been a good experience. Um, I'm looking forward to moving on and going out the front door when people are still applauding rather than being ushered out the back door, I guess. It could be a lot worse with that. But uh, uh, I, I'm thankful for the opportunity that I've been granted here. Um, I've had a wonderful experience and uh, I, I wish that every coach could uh, have the ride that I've had. And uh, good luck to everybody who's, who's uh, continuing on in this uh, 
uh, arena of coaching and uh, molding the youth of, of, of today into the people of tomorrow. So that's where I'm at, LJ. Coach, it's been a pleasure to have you sit and kind of reflect with me, uh, making it feel like I was a part of the program. This past year is my first year back as a full-time employee, but as a, a Moravian alum as well, being a part of the program for two years um, and just being able to see and learn from you, even if it's not through ex like conversation, but being able to, to be a part of the program, see the success. It's been a pleasure to kind of be an outsider looking in, but also uh, covering the program, putting you in a positive light and your student athletes in a positive light. Um, it's definitely been a pleasure and an experience I will never forget. Florida, Scran, everything, just being that feeling of togetherness. It was very, it was a very special group you had this year. Yeah, too bad we couldn't take it a few steps further because those are really, but I, I think you might have some opportunity to do that uh, in the future here. I, I, I would, uh, if I'm a betting man, I'll, I'll, I'll put that on, but uh, no, it was it was great having you. Thank you for what what uh, you and Mark do, uh, you know, for us and for the players, and and sometimes that goes unnoticed. Uh, just like uh, a lot of uh, you know behind the scenes uh, people, you don't get the recognition that you you deserve because we can't have good programs without that. But uh, yeah, we we enjoyed having you down there. You had your glove down there. You <laughs> were uh, at the practice there, uh, running around. That was good. We put yeah. you to work a little bit. Kept you out of the sun, <laughs> yeah. you know, and uh, got you back in one piece. So uh, I hope, hope we had a couple of laughs along the, the way there. Uh, that's always a good uh, good group to go down to uh, uh, Florida with. And uh, like I said, you were the you were the uh, good luck charm yeah. there for the ten and zero. You don't yeah. you don't know what what a loss is in Florida. I don't. Yeah. Uh, I don't know what what to tell you. The only thing we didn't get to go to a. Spring training, training game because they were they were shut down. Yeah, not this time. Yeah, man. I missed I missed that there, but uh, now, now I got time. I can go to spring yeah. training. Uh, <laughs> yeah, you have some you more know, free time. I, I, I got, all I got is time. You know, I, I, I got a lot of time, so we'll see uh, see what happens. But uh, no, seriously, thank you, and uh, you do a great job here, and uh, good luck uh, with your future. And someday somebody will be there viewing you over here about your uh, forty years <laughs> in, in the business there. So. Thanks again. Thank you, Coach. Uh, Moravian softball head coach after a 29-year career, John Byrne. Thank you for spending time with me, and, and best of luck. We'll hope to see you around campus and enjoy your, your unlimited time here. So, thank you. Stay, stay warm on those cold days in, <laughs> in, in March. That's all I have to say to you. All right. Thank you, Coach. <laughs> Bye. I had such a great time talking with John Byrne, the Moravian University softball coach who's calling it a career after 29 seasons at the helm of the Moravian softball program and over 40 years dedicated to Moravian College as a student athlete and coaching across the board multiple sports. It's been a pleasure to be a part of JB's career and a part of his program this past season as well as a my time here as a student at Moravian College, as well as a great person to talk to, learn from the wisdom he has, just able to share, and also make you smile as well. So JB, Coach John Byrne, thank you so much for the time you've dedicated to this institution and allowing 
people to feel like they're a part of it as well. So on behalf of the entire Moravian University Athletics Department, thank you for your time served here at Moravian. Be sure to follow the Moravian Softball Program on social media at Moravian University Softball on Facebook, at Moravian Softball on Instagram, and at Moravian SB on Twitter. And if you haven't done so already, go ahead and follow Moravian University Athletics as well. That's all I have for you on this episode of the Hounds Huddle Podcast. Until next time, I am LJ Smith, signing off.